This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Mm-hmm. We're going back to Cali today. Back to Cali. We're going Cali, back but to we're Cali. But we're bringing that East Coast boy back on the mm-hmm. show. Rick Wenner is coming back for his second show with the two fit crazies today right outside of los angeles california right but he's a hometown boy he mm-hmm. uh, grew up in the town next to mine uh you know all these years ago high school rivals even oh my and he's back talking sales and marketing yeah the last time he was on with his wife, she's amazing, and that is Soul Strength. She talked all about it. We I forgot what number show that was, but you need to go back and listen. We'll put it in the show notes. And um, we had to have Rick back because he is up to a lot of new projects, and we had him back on here today because he originally came out with something called the FitBiz Toolbox, and that was meant for like entrepreneur trainers, right? We're talking fitness today. However, he has a new course, and over the pandemic, he was working hard on this, and it's all about sales and marketing. Now, that's fantastic that you're a really great you know, trainer, and you've got a lot of exercise science backgrounds, but if you can't sell and you know nothing about business, you're going nowhere, and this is exactly what you need, and I am 100% behind this conversation today and this course. It's a huge aspect of our careers and it's an aspect that we is often not looked at at all or not, you know, tended to at all. We kind of just go with what we know. Uh, we never, you know, take the time to invest in information that would help us get better at it. So the sales and marketing Academy is, uh, you know, it's, it's just that. And he's great. Uh, you know, we go through most of the course and just kind of the bullet points or chapters of it here in, in the uh, in the podcast today. And, uh, you know, he does just does a really good, you know, look, I took notes on this stuff and uh, I used uh, I'm going to use what I heard today. And, uh, and, and you know, in addition to, uh, you know, prior to going on and, you know, getting this course for myself because uh, it's worth it. I was going to say. I definitely took a lot of notes and you need to get your pen out right now because when you hear Rick go through this, you need to start thinking, you know, about your personal brand. And I remember when I left teaching and, you know, started going through, you know, just really networking and and knowing that I wanted to be full force in the business of fitness. I don't call it fitness. When people ask me what I do, I say, I am the business of fitness. And they're like, what do you just train? I'm like, no, I... 
I research, I do some training, I do coursework and, you know, do a lot of consulting for people. That's business. It's not just, hey, just bicep curl. This will be fun. Yeah, that's great. But he talks about building your personal brand, which is huge and positioning. And he's going to go through something called an avatar and your foundations. This is you're going to need to make sure you take notes because you're going to want to jot down what you believe. And while you're jotting down, jot this down because Rick is uh, kind enough to offer our listeners a 50% discount to the course. Uh, Code on that is 2FITCRAZIES, T-W-O-F-I-T-C-R-A-Z-I-E-S, 2FITCRAZIES, and that's on fitbiztoolbox.com. We'll repeat that again during the show, Mm -hmm. but uh, always come back to this if you need to uh, write that down again. So uh, really good stuff. Rick's a friend and, uh, you know, he's got great information for you today. And we just hope that, look, if you ain't making dollars, you ain't making sense. And by the way, if you want to talk branding, you think that um, our branding um, speaks volumes about who we are and what we do. Um, yeah, we're two fit crazies and a microphone. (laughs) That's who we are. (laughs) We live it. We breathe it. This is is every fiber of our being. This is authenticity. Is 101. Think about it. Is your brand and is what you're putting out there who you are? Because Brian, Brian and I are definitely a little bit crazy, but that's okay. Some more than others. Uh But we own it. This is, and through our fit craziness, we inspire others or we hope to inspire everyone else to to get get outside their comfort zones and be a little more healthy here here all right everybody listen up rick wenner fitbiz toolbox sales and marketing academy here we go Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian. Yes. How you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm we're, excited. We're a little more off than usual today, I think. Off? I I'm, think it's fantastic. I'm on. I think we're excited because we have Rick Wenner returning to the show today. Rick, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually really excited to be here. Good. Welcome Rick, back. Welcome back. Rick just had I to... only wish I could be there. Yeah, it is a good time here. We it tried. Is. It's not in the budget yet to fly the guests in. <laughs> you know, we're working on it. We'll Keep... get there. We'll get, we'll get you there. Yeah. We'll get yeah. there. This is it. We're going to, this is the one. All right. Put us over the top, Rick. Well, the last time, Rick, you were here, you actually were in studio with us. Yes. The first one in like a couple of years at the time. So it's exciting. But now we get you we get you back. I know we, we've gotta we've gotta do this remotely. Um tell everyone where are you coming to us from today? I am coming here coming to you from uh, I'm here in Thousand Oaks, California. 
out just outside of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Land of milk and honey, right? Besides the Jersey Shore, of course. It's not a bad place to be. Jersey Shore is number one, always. <laughs> close close second is out here, except for the yeah, cost of living. Well, I mean. <laughs> how This might be a, a loaded question, but how is California right now? I mean, you've been back and forth, right? I don't want to. I don't want to get in the politics. You don't want to. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I it's just like it's crazy. Like everybody, my friend, I have friends that live, um, you know, close to the beach, um, and they said it's wild. They said it's not the same as it was when they moved there originally. No, in fact, a lot of people are saying don't don't take your vacation in Los Angeles. Huh? Yeah, don't. it's scary. Hmm. It's uh, it's a inch, wild, wild time with these smashing grabs. Are you guys hearing about that? Uh, no. Bands of thieves crash. You know, just just like groups of like ten cars pull up in front of a Gucci store and smash the windows and yes. go in and grab every day, daily. I, I've heard that. I, I've heard that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they get they get they get hit, they get picked up and then they get released and they're back. They go do it the next day. It's huh. like, and, and I read, I, I did read that somewhere, and they, they like know exactly how much to take because under like a certain dollar amount, under it's a like, thousand, yeah, yeah, it's like they're 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 grabbing nine hundred and ninety five dollars. Yeah, when you go into of... like Walgreens or CVS or whatever, they they just let the people steal because it's like, what are you, what are you gonna do? Yeah, Walgreens just closed like six or seven locations in San Francisco for that reason because <laughs> they they just like, we give up, we're out. There was something I heard on the news the other day where people, they got out and they thought it was a flash mob, like they were going to do a dance or whatever. <laughs> and then, and then they legitimately just stole everything like, in all the stores, like the surrounding area. Yeah. I did hear that. Then they get arrested. They let them right back uh, out and they just do it again. Hmm. Flash mob. Yeah. Oh all right. So I'm glad I'm, not, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in Los Angeles. Oh, that's for sure. Okay. Well... Wow. Okay, now tell us something good. Yeah. <laughs> weather, the weather's fantastic. You can't beat it. All okay. right, good. It, good. Makes it, it makes it all worthwhile. That's it. It's the middle of the winter, and you look outside, and there's blue skies and green trees and grass, and you're like, this isn't so bad. Mom, yeah. Mom and Dad, when do I not have to wear my helmet outside anymore? <laughs> I don't know, son. <laughs> no daughter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So aside from the chaos of the world... What what's going on? What's what's new? What's exciting? Because again, our guests always have something something cooking, something going on. So Rick, what is going on that's new in your world? So a lot actually. I got my hands on a lot of things, but the number one thing, the main thing I'm really excited about right now is I, I started Fitbiz several years ago um, as a t- Fitbiz toolbox as a resource for independent trainers who want to start their own business and kind of, you know, the story goes that you leave, you leave the big box gym and you want to go out and open up your own business. You steal the 15 clients that you have that are willing to come with you. You train them in your gym. They gradually fall off. Um, and then you end up having to knock on the gym's door again and say, will you hire me back? Because you didn't know how to run a business and you didn't know how to market and you didn't ha- know how to drop, get new leads and new customers. Um, so I created that the fitness toolbox is a resource to help, budding fitness entrepreneurs start their business and, and, and start with a platform of success, a foundation of success. Um, it has evolved over the years. And recently, 
during the pandemic, I had the opportunity to just crank out a ton of content. And we created a new course called the FitBiz Toolbox Sales and Marketing Academy, which is designed for the trainer in the gym. I mean, the content's applicable to any personal trainer or any fitness professional, um, but it's really focused. We, we designed it with the trainer that works inside the four walls of the gym in mind. Um, and then I went and, and this, this one is actually, it's approved for 0.8 CEUs for NASM and AFA. Um, and uh, I'm just, you know, really excited about having a resource for the thousands and thousands of trainers who struggle to overcome objections all the time and kind of help them build a foundation to their, their business that they don't have to overcome objections as much because they've built a brand. So say that name again. So this, so this is now the FitBiz Toolbox. Sales and Marketing Academy. Sales and Marketing Academy. And you got that approval. Congratulations. That's big. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was a bit of work, but it's, I think it's, it's worth it. Yeah. You, know, you get to have that credibility. I've a million questions starting <laughs> with this. Okay. Now, yes, everyone thinks no one goes out and starts a business thinking like, I'm totally going to fail at this. I mean, same thing goes right. for like marriage and everything else, right? Like, let's do this because I know it's not going to work in a few years. So, what are some of the things, and please don't give everything away, but what are some of the biggest problems that you saw, which is why, you know, you started this in the first place? Yeah, so I was, I went to business school uh, several years ago, and that's where this idea really came from, because I was in a branding course. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I'd probably, if I knew even a quarter of this when I was working as a personal trainer in the gym, I'd probably still be a personal trainer in the gym because I'd be wildly successful. I I would have started my own personal training business because this information is just so not, just not utilized. Like people don't know it and you don't utilize it in the fitness industry. Um, I think what it comes down to is, is. The biggest thing I harp on is building a brand for yourself, building a personal brand, or if if you're starting your own fitness business, really creating a strong brand identity. Um, And what I like to say with with all of my content, the overarching goal is to avoid objections. So, you know, in the fitness industry, probably the most common sales course that people offer is how to overcome objections. What I say about all my content is, how do you avoid the objections in the first place? Mm. Because then you don't have to worry about that. You know, all the, all those objections that, you know, cause you, you, we've all heard them a thousand times, money, wife, spouse, you know, money, spouse, da, 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 this, the, the seven ones right. that everyone always talks about. Right. Time. Well, right. Yep. Instead of it, if you've gotten to the point where they're objecting, because you're, here's the bottom line, you're selling them something they don't want. You're selling them something that they didn't come in to try to purchase a lot of times. In the gym, someone comes in, they get a tour, and then we try to sell them on personal training. They're like, I just signed up for this membership to come in here and exercise, and you're trying to sell me something. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on purchasing this. Right. And that, of course, you're going to have objections. So the other way to do it is to really create that brand for yourself and have people searching you out. Now, that's a long process to, to get to that point, obviously. But if you start with that and that as the end in mind, you know, you start thinking I'm going to build a brand and here's what my brand is going to be about. And you start working towards it in time that can come. Are you going to have to deal with those objections early on? Of course, but in your presentation, in your, whatever, whatever information you have available to people, if you can explain to them what value you offer, then 
they don't even think about the objection. You know, think about if, if they understand what they're getting. So I, I, I like to use the example of headphones a lot. If, if you go to the store and there's, uh, I'm not really current on the current trendy brands of headphones, hmm. but let's just say Bose is there. And the Bose headphones are 250 bucks. And then there's another brand that's $17. And it's terrible packaging. It looks crappy. And uh, you've never heard of the brand. What are you going to buy? Most well, likely. If, if you want a decent set of headphones. You're going to buy the more expensive ones that you've heard of. Right. And are you going to argue with the guy at checkout about, well, I got to talk to my spouse first, actually, before I buy this. No, because you understand the value that that brand, whether it's Bose or whatever it is, you understand the value that that brand brings to you. It's already sold. So it's already sold it's already, itself. It's already sold. So, so you've, Bose has, in our minds, created or whatever brand you like. They've created that value for you, and they've proven that they're valuable and they're worth the money. And when we're trying to sell something that somebody wasn't even looking for, you're fighting an uphill battle. And then when you try to pit, then all of a sudden you throw a price out there, and it's a thousand bucks. And they're like, I, "I wasn't planning on spending a single dollar today, and you're trying to sell me a thousand dollars worth of something I don't even want." Like, it, of course you're going to have objections. Sure. So all my all of my courses really revolve around. How do you avoid that in the first place? And a lot of it comes down to understanding who the customer is, understanding, um, you know, how you're offering benefits them, you know, where they're coming from, having, having more of it, whether it's psychology or, or whatever, understanding those things and being able to address their, their issues prior to telling them the cost. So a whole lot of offense, right? Mm-hmm. Not relying yeah. on the defense. Exactly. <laughs> What's interesting is even, I mean, all of us have had sales experience, you know, whether it's banking or, you know, I I used to sell my kids on please do your work because, (laughs) you know, when, when I was a teacher and even in the fitness industry to go into that, you know, I remember very early on trying to sell people, you know, trying to sell people on either memberships or, or upgrading or something when clearly you know, that was not in their best interest of, you know, of their health, of their, you know, spending their money, of their time. And, and that's when I started to hate the idea of selling because I, and I think a lot of trainers especially are not aware of, okay, you know what? There's certain people that this is just not right for, and this is, and here's what they can use, but they don't see it. And I love the fact that you're saying that because people are afraid. Oh, no, I have to just push, push, push and sell, sell, sell this thing. When in the meantime, mm, maybe you need some relationships. And now I'm at the point in my literally in my life where I'll tell people like, you know what? This isn't for you. This maybe 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 something else is. And that and they'll pass your name along to someone that maybe could benefit from you. And I thought that was interesting, but what do you think? Yeah, no doubt about it. I, you know, I, I think that um, I've had so many sales jobs, like just growing up and, and, and just like coming through. I mean, everything was sales. And 
um, you know, the less I sold, the more, <laughs> the more I sold, uh, you know, yeah. it was, it was most definitely all those relationships and, you know, and, and, you know, when I was in mortgage banking, it was chamber of commerce meetings and just, you know, hanging out and, uh, you know, meeting people. And then the next thing, you know, it's like, uh, oh yeah, they do know somebody that does that. I don't know what they do. I don't know if they're any good, but they knew that I was doing what I did. Um, yeah. you know, and things came, came along with that. I, I mean, I just think that in the fitness industry itself, it's, uh, you know, selling is an art, uh, and, and it's, and fitness is, is a labor of love. It's not, you know, the business aspect of, of fitness is not first and foremost. I mean, it's, it's, it's training people and helping people and knowing the science and knowing, you know, and, and, and just getting better with, with people in the gym. I mean, even like rapport with, with people is hard for, you know, for trainers, you know, because they're fit yeah. and they're used to it and they, they know what their routine is and they don't understand that, uh, you know, why it might be hard for someone that they're training to do. Like, right? Like, Larry Bird was a really uh, good basketball coach, but it made him crazy to be a basketball coach because he didn't understand why people just didn't know it like he knew it. Just shoot a three pointer one after another. Right. Why can't you just do it? Yeah, like, like it's not that hard. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, like, like, so there's like certain levels to, to growth of this. And, and usually the last that comes along is business acumen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to that point, I mean, I, I, I remember, um, Christine, you said something that just sparked the memory. I had, I had a friend, I had a, a guy in the gym that I met and I did, you know, whatever the three free sessions with, he was a young guy, 20, 20 years ago. And, um, he didn't have any money. I didn't, I didn't try to sell him. I, I remember my fitness manager telling me, well, does he have a credit card? Get, get him to use his credit card. And then he can pay, then he only has to pay 20 bucks a month if he, if he buys it on a credit card. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So I just kind of, I never, I barely even pitched him, you know, I just kind of left it alone. And then he would come in and he, he'd ask me tips like, Hey, do you have any, whatever it was, do you have any cool tricep exercises you could show me? I'd be like, yeah, let's go. You know, I got some time. Let's go do a quick tricep workout, you know, or whatever it was he ended up referring three different people to me mm-hmm. and you know what it was? He, he, and he actually called me his trainer. He said, Oh yeah, my trainer, Rick, he's really cool. Go in. And, 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 and they were like, because of that, that's essentially really a mini version of building my brand. You know what I mean? Cause like this guy, I just did simple. I did seven minutes of tricep exercises with him to show him. And now he's calling me his trainer and talking about how great his results were because of what I showed him. And now he's referring people to me. So because I didn't now imagine take it the other way. If I would have sold him and said, that's 1200 bucks, go open up a credit card and come back and then we'll do it. And, and if, if I was that much of a salesperson that I got him to do it, he wouldn't be referring people to me. He'd have buyer's remorse. He'd be pissed. He'd want his money back at some point. He'd you hate, know, he'd hate every single session and every single bit of it. Like, you know, I spent this money and the money would be, you know, the, the biggest thing about it. Yeah. Right. So it's like that you, you get that short term victory, quote unquote, victory for making that sale. But in the long run, you're not doing yourself any favors because now it's just you're just you have to constantly sell new people now. You know, you're not you know, that that's and that's what they say, too, because like a lot of people, when they talk about, you know, what are your best who's, who's going to be your best client? Your best client is not that person that signed up and purchased three sessions when they got their membership. Your best client is that person that you met on the floor and built a relationship with. And then they basically ask you if they can, if you can train them, if you have time available or if you're, you know, if, if what your services are, because those are the ones that you, the, for the other people, it's just, they bought something and they don't even know what they bought. And they, they're going to go through their three sessions and they think it's free because it was part of the membership. 
and they don't typically stick around. So yeah, you you touched on kind of that relationship aspect of, uh, of success. Tell us, uh, tell us a bit about, maybe give us uh, the bullet points or the module titles or some chapters, uh, uh, within your course. Yeah. So it opens up. So when it starts, it's, I have a tool called the FitBiz success guide and it's basically, it's a one page, it's a trifold essentially. And you go by, as you go through the course, you fill out this one page piece of paper and it turns into a trifold. And it's kind of like something that if you were to say like, this is your first ever marketing piece, this would be it. And you actually build it as you go through. So as, as you're going through the course, the first chapter one is understanding the customer's journey. So, you know, what are the phases of customer's journey when they, when they're considering a purchase or even before they even realize they have a problem, you know, understanding the problem, what are those problems that would motivate someone to buy? to start the journey to a purchase. Um, once they've started that journey to a purchase, what are the barriers to making that purchase? Is it money? Is it trying to get, having trouble getting to the gym? You know, what are the things preventing them? Is it fear of a new lifestyle? That could be a, a barrier to, to joining or, or to getting personal training. Um, another thing you need to think about in terms of the customer's journey is, is what, what's the type of customer, you know, is it someone who has experience exercising or is it someone who's, barely ever gone for a walk in their life and is severely overweight and has other issues that you don't understand how to, how to help them with what, you know, how, how would you even help them? So, you know, like, like when we talk about like med fit content, you know, a lot of trainers aren't necessarily qualified for that. You need to understand that some people you may not be qualified to work with. Um, and then the key here is kind of how do you communicate a plan to that person? And then, then that's going to lead to that sale. Um, so once you kind of understand the customer, then we go into chapter two, which is, basically marketing one-on-one. So what is marketing? You know, I, I, I look at marketing as the goal of marketing is to make selling unnecessary. Right. If you do a good enough job marketing yourself, you don't have to sell because people want to work with you. Um, and then we talk about the marketing matrix, which is the, the five P's of marketing, product, place, promotion, pricing. Uh, what's the fifth one? Forget offhand. But anyway, four P's. We'll call them four P's. <laughs> <laughs> prosperity. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we get into building your personal fitness brand because I, I've heard so many people talk about branding and, and they, I've heard people, you know, presenting to trainers and saying, this is how you build a brand. You deliver a really good sessions. That's not at all how you build a brand. Right. That's a, that's a piece. That's the product. That's your service. In order to build a brand, the foundation of building a brand are two things being qualified and offering a quality service. That's the foundation. That's not how you build a brand. You build a better brand on top of that foundation. Um, so we get into things, something that's called marketing myopia, which is um, like I kind of start off with marketing myopia. And that is you're not, you aren't a personal trainer. You know, people aren't coming looking for personal training. People don't want to buy, for example, people don't want to buy a drill. What do they want? They want a hole in their wall so they can hang a picture. <laughs> there you go. If, a, if, if they don't need a drill to do it, if they can use something else, they'll use that. They just want a hole in the wall. They don't care what tool gets them there. Right. For fitness, they have a fitness goal, whether it's weight loss or building muscle. They don't want personal training necessarily. They want results. You know, and, and results could come from eating fewer calories and going for a walk once a day, potentially. So you have to overcome that fact. So you have to get away from the fact you have to get away from thinking that people want personal training or whatever it is you're selling 
and realize that they don't want a specific product or service. They want a specific result. So your thinking in building your personal brand has to revolve around messaging to how do you get someone to that end result? Because they're not looking for personal training. No one wants personal training. They want fitness results. Um, and then we get into value versus price and something called uh, the elements of value. There's 30 elements of value. This, uh, I, this is from the Harvard Business Review published this. And it's, it talks about you know, what are the essential things that people are looking for, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's something looks good or smells good or um, makes something easier to do, reduces hassle. There's 30 of these things that people are looking for in making a purchase. And it's basically how, how to make someone's life better through your service. And how do you do it better than an Apple watch? <laughs> you know, how do you do it better than a treadmill in the garage? You know, why should I pay you a hundred bucks an hour when I just have a treadmill in the garage and I can just schedule time every day to do that? Or I can, I can use Peloton. Um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit and that could, because it, it kind of fits here with been talking about this is we talk a lot about competition in a later chapter. And what people don't realize is that your competition isn't just other personal trainers and your, your competition. Cause I've heard independent trainers who don't work in gyms say, Oh no, the big box gym is not my competition. Well, no, actually it is. It's, it's a big competitor to you because every, because there's that, that brand has a lot of dollars behind their marketing and they sell personal training. So the big box gym is a competitor anywhere Anywhere somebody can go and spend money for fitness results is a competitor of yours because that's money. Once they've chosen that solution, they're not going to spend money on you anymore necessarily. And now, now it's a bigger, that's another barrier to overcome in the sales process. So Peloton is your competitor. Beachbody is your competitor. All these tools that are out there, different, um, you know, yoga is a competitor. Because somebody can choose yoga over personal training to get their fitness results. So anything that can deliver fitness results is your competitor. And you have to think about that when you're talking about what kind of value you offer. How are you different or how is your solution better than taking a yoga class or Peloton or Beachbody or supplements or whatever somebody else might, anything else that somebody might use, you have to think about messaging to show them why yours is better. You know, whether it's you're a better educator whether you're more motivated, whether you're nicer, whatever it is, you have to find something that differentiates you from Peloton, yoga, supplements, everything else, because that is your, those are all your competition. And, and, and I, I even say that it goes the opposite way too. anything that's going to take you away from better health is also your competition, right? Cause that stuff is enticing too. And that <sighs> stuff costs money, right? A nice dinner yeah. at a restaurant is going to cost you more, you know, more than a session. And sometimes that's the better option for people when we have to, you know, kind of overcome that as well. The bottle. Yeah. Of wine. I mean, yeah, I was just about to say a bottle of wine. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's cra- Yeah. It's some of the some of the choices and some of the, I mean think about some I mean as you're sitting here you know I'm going back into my you know banking you know conversations and and again all fitness businesses and companies that I've worked with in the past and all of the crazy crazy you know objections or you know conversations I've had with people over the years where 
you're you just you leave just shaking your head. Like, yeah. Like what? What did I just? You know, I I can't. You know, between my doctor told me I can't squat to, you know, <laughs> yeah. I I don't have the money to to work out. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you know, it's. Meanwhile, you're like, wait, you just you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, but you don't have the money to work out, like, uh-huh. you know, or I don't have time. I'm you like, can pay me whatever your cell phone bill is. How's like, you that? Don't have time. What trade? You just told me you you watch a movie every day. You don't really. Yeah. You do, and it's like these these little things that you know that it's like ex- excuse, excuse, excuse. And how do we get under that? How do we get past some of that? And What's also interesting is, you know, I, I think of all these excuses, but I also think of all the times when people have reached out and said, do you think you have time to help me? Or, I, you know, I really, I need to make a change. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's no conversation about cost. There's no conversation about time and this and that and can I fit it in. It's, I, I need this and I know that you can help me. And yep. it's it's crazy to see that. And I definitely want you to talk about branding because I remember, you know, this wasn't a thing like, I don't know, 15, 10 years ago, that wasn't the the big hot topic of what's your personal brand. And I do think that social media has changed this a little bit. Sure. Um, I was in a meeting yesterday and I was talking about the importance of, you know, social media and posting and this and that. And, and there were a bunch of people that were like, yeah, you know what? I don't think that that's like what my clients really, they don't really use social media, this and that. And I'm thinking to myself like, no, this is branding. I don't care who your clients are or whatnot. This is branding. This is marketing. What are your thoughts about that? You have to be strategic. I'll start with that. And what I mean by that is you don't start with you. When it comes to branding, you start with who is your ideal audience? Who is your ideal client? So on social media, who do you want to reach? Um, just recently I had an interaction with somebody and they said, you know, I want, I want my, my brand to be, um, I'm going to name my company, you know, hard charger fitness or something like that. Hardcore, hard charging, you know, and I want to have like a, a skull and, and this and that. And I was like, well, who's like a lot of your clientele that you currently work with? Who is it? A lot. Well, a lot of older women. Oh. And I'm like, I was like, is that who you, that you, you know, do you feel comfortable with that? And He's like, yeah, yeah. Hard charger fitness is gonna be great for like more old older women. I'm like, I, <laughs> I think you got to rethink this. So the first thing is you got to think. <laughs> they roll up on Harley's, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, or or um, you know, and then he was talking, kind of talking, about, yeah, but I want to work with like high school athletes and college athletes. And I'm like, all right, well, let's think about this from a branding perspective. You know, you you're gonna market to them, and how much money do they have for personal training? You know, and is, is that the way they want to go? You got to think about these things like, you know, what, who, who is your audience and does, does this group of people have the, the money for it? You know, can they even afford it? So step one is attracting the right audience and messaging to the right audience. So segmenting and saying, I want to work with people who like to run. I want to work with people who, whatever it is, want to lose weight. I want to work with older women. I want to work with younger men. I want to work with executives. I want to work with, a, you can go, so there's a hundred different ways you can go. And then the next thing that the trainers typically say, the first thing the trainers typically say to me when I bring up segmenting is, yeah, but then I'm excluding everyone else. And that's absolutely not what happens in the long run. 
if you're marketing weight loss to women, you're going to, people are going to see your ads and not necessarily think, Oh, she only works with women. I guess I can't, I guess I won't contact her. Um, you know, just for example, my wife works with, Oh, I think now it's a hundred percent women. Her clientele is a hundred percent women. Um, but over time she's had male clients and some of those male clients were the husbands of her clients. So you're actually reaching more people as anytime you can make a contact, you have the ability to reach more people through that contact. If you're building relationships and if you're building that brand properly. Um, so step one is, is understanding who your audience is going to be. The next step is creating an avatar. And what we mean by that is it's a single person who you, you name, it could be a real person. Like I've, I've done avatar studies, no study. I've, I've done avatars of, of real people and fake people. And the, the goal of the avatar is that it, how I explain it, it gives you someone to talk to when you're advertising. So you can say, I don't even know. I have no idea what to post today. And if you have an avatar, her name's Jane. She's a school teacher. She's overweight. She wants to lose weight. She has two kids. She has to drive them around all the time. She has barely any time to exercise and she needs to try to make time for you. So the purpose of having that avatar is now you go, I don't even know what to post today. And then you think, what would Jane need to hear? Mm-hmm. Jane would need to hear about keeping a meal replacement snack of some sort in her bag. So I'm going to post that today. Make sure you have always have a snack with you so you don't stop at McDonald's. You know, what else does Jane need to hear? Jane needs to hear um, about how a 30-minute workout is, is good. And, and if she can come in for 30 minutes with me, that'll be helpful. You know, Jane needs to hear whatever Jane wants to hear is what you post. And guess what? You think that 30-minute workout thing would resonate with more than just one person? Of course, there's millions of people that that would resonate with. So by having an avatar, you're creating someone that you can talk to and you say, Jane, here's what you should think about today, having a meal replacement bar in your bag or some kind of a snack so you don't stop at McDonald's. And you take the, you take the word Jane out of the post and you post it. And that's going to resonate with millions of people, potentially, whoever, whoever sees it, I mean, it would resonate with me. You know, I, I stopped by McDonald's here and there because I didn't, I didn't prepare properly for the day. Um, I have a really so funny that- story, really funny story. Yeah. Ready? I was writing this thing last year. She's writing a book. <laughs> okay. In case you didn't know. Jerk. Um, <laughs> and what, one of the, one of the exercises that I had to do, and I hadn't done this before. And I honestly, what you just said, Rick, just to like reemphasize this for everyone is that this, this works. So one of the exercises I had to do in the writing process and I, I feel like this is the same thing in a marketing process as well, like you said, was to actually take like pictures of people yeah. and put them around my computer as I was writing. And, you know, as I'm writing, you know, does this what how would this message resonate with, you know, African-American Jason? How would this resonate with? Uh, middle-aged, stressed-out mom with two kids. How would this resonate with, you know, first-generation whatever? Um, it was really interesting because you'd sit and think, like, how is how is my message going to be interpreted by these people from all different, you know, ages and cultures and ethnicities and, you know, just demographics? Um, 
I really love this. I love that you say that because it's so important to think, well, who do I really want to reach? You know, like you said, that iron, whatever. I mean, right. And what's interesting is I always think of marketing when you talk about the, you know, talk about kids, you know, do I want to work with younger athletes? Well, guess what? You know who you're really marketing? They're freaking rich parents. (laughs) The ones who pay you with the money. (laughs) Right. Yep. And they love badass gym. Oh god! Right? <laughs> Send your kid there. Oh. Call that Division One. Division yeah. One Fitness. Yeah, right next. Come to, on in. Right next door is the orthopedic right? and the specialized surgeon. Right. <laughs> All in one place. Oh. Yeah, ready for you. Gosh. So. No, it's it's. Yeah. So and, and, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead now, please. Yeah. Please. Oh yes, yeah, so I was gonna say what what um what this does though is because how, how frequently do personal trainers just like, I don't know what to post today. So I'm just going to like take off my shirt and flex my bicep and, or show myself doing bicep curls. Cause they don't, and what, so let's say, let's say you have that middle-aged, your, your, your ideal client is that middle-aged person with two kids, busy, wants to lose weight. And you go ahead and, and all you do every single post is flex your biceps. Like, I guess it might work sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> but post, you know, Posting yourself flexing your biceps doesn't show them how you can add value to their life. It shows that you know how to lift weights and you know how to do your nutrition properly. But does that offer a lot of value to them? Maybe not. No, I mean the it's, butts. It's the all, butts make me crazy. It, again, it makes it all about <laughs> them instead of instead of the client. Like like you said, you know the like you have to kind of in a way to get rid of the objections first. You have to appeal to what they're end goal is in mind and with your marketing you have to appeal in your own marketing or branding you know to what you hope to obtain you know or 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 get out of it which is the ideal client the client that will pay the client that will repeat the client that appreciates your help the client that can show improvement and you know and all those things um so yeah it's it's just it's it's no different than you know the same thing that you're look that the client is looking in for themselves you're looking in at it to get out of your marketing right exactly um yeah, so that's that. And then so then the next chapter is uh, is positioning. And positioning is where I start getting into the competition. So you got to start really thinking about when you're talking about positioning your personal brand, you got to think about defining your competition. And what that means is you've got your avatar, Jane, with two kids who's stressed out, can't lose weight, doesn't have time to exercise. You know what posts you want to make for her initially. But then you got to start thinking about what is the competition when it comes specifically to Jane? Does she have an Apple watch? So again, we're going a little deeper on our avatar and we're saying what other brands are marketing to Jane? So we know Peloton is, we know Beachbody is, we know all these MLMs are marketing to her. And when she goes to her yoga class and yoga class, that's that's another competitor. Um, Obviously, all the activity, her kids' activities are are competition. So these are all things that we have to not. We we don't want to view her kids' activities as competition, and that we want her to get rid of the kids' activities. But for her time, it's competition for her time, time and money. Don't don't discount that and money yes. and money for sure. <laughs> Shit is expensive. Sure. <laughs> so you have to define not who your competition is, because here's what we do as fitness professionals. We think of just other trainers who are really successful as our competition. 
when we shouldn't even be thinking about them as the competition at all. We should be thinking about all these other things because Jane may not be the ideal client for that other trainer that you think of as your competition. You know, she might not even be interested in that because maybe your comp- the person you think of as your competition trains physique competitors, bikini competitors. And our Jane, that's our avatar, isn't interested in being a bikini competitor. She wants to lose weight and feel better. So we choose these people and we go, oh, so-and-so trainer made 120 grand last year and trained all these bikini competitors, all these you know, people that do bikini competitions. Well, that's actually probably not your competition at all. Because Jane, in this case, that middle-aged woman with two kids driving around, most likely there's a very small chance that she is interested in doing bikini competitions. <laughs> or, so or, that trainer that, or feel comfortable walking into a place where even if she does want to do that in current state would not bring herself to go there. I mean, it's not a competition at all. It's yeah. probably the last place you would go. Right. So you can, you can scratch that guy who trains bikini competitors off your list of competitors. And more real, the, the bigger competitors, the ones that are like the at-home workouts that save her time. And then you have to think about why are you, so let's just say that's, that's who you're defining as your main competition, the time-saving home workouts. How can you position yourself as better than them or different than them or more useful or more efficient or nicer or happier or more fun? So you got to come up with some reason that she would choose you over the home workout. All right. So how, how would you suggest, and I'm, again, without giving away all your secrets, how is that something that's possible? It comes, well, it's hard. It's, it's, and here, here's the key. It's not possible in a day. It's not possible in a week. Branding takes time. And that's why you have to understand. And going back to the example before of the trainer who leaves the gym with 15 clients and those clients start falling off one after another. And then they have to go knock on the door of the gym and say, can you rehire me, please? Because I need 15 more clients to go start this again. They didn't do it by starting a brand first. They did it by, by they, they built their business that failed by simply being handed clients in the gym. And then took them out and still didn't build a brand. So really what you have to do is, you know, I, I recommend you start in a big box gym and you figure out what your brand is and you don't do it with the, the idea that you're going to steal 15 clients, but you do it with, I'm going to learn how to deal with clients. I'm going to learn how to interact with clients. I'm going to learn what my personality is when I'm training clients. Am I the goofy trainer who's fun to work with? Am I military? Am I, you know, what's my personality and don't make a fake one up just be, be yourself, be genuine. Um, and then you find out kind of what your position is, you know, what, and, and there's a million different things that could be, you know, your position. I'm going to pull up. I wish I could show this, um, the element, do I have it in here? I don't know. But basically if, if you Google, um, the elements of value, it's a, if there's a, it's a pyramid of the 30 different values. And as you go through it, you choose several of those. And basically the more elements of value you can tie in to your brand. I'm going to look up a few right now. Um, so it's things like, yeah, I don't have it in here anyway. Um, oh yeah. So reduces anxiety, wellness informs 
you know, high quality? Do you integrate a lot of different things? Do you reduce risk? Do you simplify things? Do you save time? So you know, there's 30 of these. And you, what you do is you figure out, like, what does Jane want? And I, I just from those ones I just listed, saving time, we already said that that's one of the things she wants. You think, think somebody like Jane would want you to simplify the process for her? Sure. And you could do that. You could do that through educating, through saying, I, I take, you, sure, your home workout, you follow this, but that home workout is designed for everybody. I simplify the process and I have a high quality product specifically designed just for you. And I'm going to educate you on why we're choosing these products. So now it's now maybe Jane is going to respond better because you're saying this is personalized. This is a one. And that's, that's a common one, but it's a legitimate one because you don't get personalized programs with a, a, you know, an online type program. Um, and then are you going to educate more than others? Redu- are you going to help reduce anxiety? Fun is actually a, a big one. That's a, it's a really big one. Um, motivation. That's really a tough one to differentiate on. Um, self-actualization. You know, th- is that home workout going to help you dig into kind of like, what's your goal? Like, what are you trying to achieve? You can't have that. Uh, uh, Jane can't have that conversation with somebody on the TV. Right. She can have that conversation with you. And you can talk about her dreams and her goals and, you know, all sorts. You, you guys know everything. The conversations yeah, you no, have with the clients. conversations, oh gosh, it's like everything, but we, be, we become family. And, and that's, I right. mean, that's the, that, that's the personal in personal trainer, right? Like right. It, it becomes that relationship that, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've done benefits for train the kids daughters the you know woman i trained i never met the daughter before in my life but i was inspired because i knew the kid you know and and even and even like now like with facebook and stuff like that you you become like family you get a glimpse into their life you get a glimpse into their life every day when they come you you know you celebrate the hell out of the same things like hour after hour time after time uh you know and and when they're down and you can kind of make it better or you can get something you know straighten out a situation that they're in it's like you're 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 a you're in it together. You become family. Yep. So that's okay. So becoming family. And then I'd say, so saving time, you got to figure, you, you would just figure out, you know, I do, I do 30 minutes workouts and my workouts, I will, um, I get because of the hit, you know, you, you go into the science a little bit and you right. say, because of the hit program I've designed my personal hit program, I'm going to save you time. It will burn as many calories in 30 minutes as you would 45 minutes on that Peloton workout, you know, and then, and you're doing that through, whatever means you do it, whether it's you know, in, in intervals on the treadmills or Tabata or whatever, whatever, whatever that looks like to you. Sure. And that's how you say it saves you time. Um, reduces risk is a big one because how many people get hurt doing workouts when they first are starting out because they choose a workout that's just too hard for them. They have some tweak, some little injury that becomes nagging and then they stop. They don't do it anymore. They cancel their membership to that online program and, and they're done. Well, with you, you can reduce that risk because you understand movement and you can talk about how to avoid that next time. And how you know, there's, there's a lot of things you can do because of, to your point, Brian, because of that relationship, you know, where, where with the online subscription, you're like, oh, that's it. I'm done. I got injured. I'm out. And they never get back to it. And, and it, and it's, and it's a, it's an easy thing too to just kind of, you know, unsubscribe <laughs> and you, you just kind of, I know dri- it all too well, drift off into, <laughs> well, yeah, drift off into the ether and, and, uh, and, and never to be heard from again. It's, um, 
Yeah, that's uh, and and you know, it just makes it a little bit more difficult when you have to kind of explain to someone why you're no longer coming. You know, and and I think that part of that gives you another opportunity to perhaps come over overcome some of those objections and say, okay, I understand now that you're in this situation, things have changed for you. And, and now we can, you know, uh, work with you in a different way. Thanks for telling me that. Now I know, you know, that things yeah. are expensive or you're going through some trouble, you know, whatever it may be. You don't like just yep. being ghosted sometimes. How many times you've been ghosted? Depends on who it is. So fun. Depends on who it is. Where, where you're like, <laughs> d- is there something that we like, you don't know where you just, you know, stopped right. coming. Like some people, I say, thank goodness like, for that ghosting. <laughs> <What's> happened. <laughs> All right, so let's get. Um, we're getting. We're getting through the course. That was so. That's um, positioning. So let's finish up positioning. Real okay. Quick. So how we finish that up is we write a positioning statement, and the foundational, the one I always go to is from Mountain Dew. Uh, essentially a positioning statement is something that basically you have on your wall. This is not something that you put on your social media posts. This isn't something that you would say verbatim to somebody. This is something that is the foundation of your business. So Mountain Dews is my favorite is to young, active, soft drink consumers who have little time for sleep. Mountain Dew is a soft drink that gives you more energy than any other brand because it has the highest level of caffeine. <laughs> oh my we are rocket fuel Yeah. for kids who don't know any better well, <laughs> exactly and then all of us are in the you, generation though where everyone was starting to drink mountain dew in high school because it was like yeah that was free, the thing free, there wasn't free energy drinks right. yeah it was Red like Bull. they drink the mountain dews and like at night to stay up you that is hysterical i would love it with vodka i would love that's, to know more companies position statements <laughs> <laughs> so that's the yeah, so that's so now you think about like their marketing it's very targeted and they're advertised it's Everything they do has that behind it. That's and when you think about when you think about their ads and everything, it's like, yeah, their ads make sense. Their ads fit that. And what we do in the fitness industry, personal trainers and things, we, we just have this haphazard posts. And then we do an ad and then we do another ad that doesn't even look like the first ad that we did. And then people don't even recognize that it's the same person. And what do you need to do over time to get people to buy is when you do an ad, you need to retarget that person and get another ad in front of them. And then you need to get another ad in front of them. And they need to look similar so that they realize it's coming from the same place. And that's the, that's the goal of the positioning statement is it creates your messaging, your overall messaging. And then everyone, when your fitness brand takes off, everybody in your organization understands what that positioning statement is. So now for that business looking at Jane, we would take that positioning statement. This is an exercise we do in the course and say, okay, to young, active, soft drink consumers, we'd say to middle-aged women with two kids who have little time for sleep, who have little time for exercise. Mountain Dew is a soft drink that gives you more energy. Rick Wenner is the trainer who helps save you time and makes you feel safe and becomes your best friend. And he does this better than any other brand because he has the highest level of care and concern and has this special hit protocol that no one else knows about uh, or whatever. And now all of my marketing, all of my posts, everything is going to revolve around that message. So now that bicep post is never even going to show up in my feed because I have so many other things to talk about. Right. I like it. Oh, I love it. I like it. See, and now when you mention Mountain Dew, like I think of, 
I I can see all the commercials, right? I can see all the action that's happening. The young all the, teenage like, kids getting all hopped up on the green s- juice skate park. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Blink eight one two. Dirt bike slide, dirt bike yeah. stuff. They're all I, doing the do. It's so disgusting on so many levels <laughs> from a fitness standpoint it's it's good they, every once in yeah. a while and they yep. started doing some like red and some blue and oh the, they are oh they're killing it they are the mountain dew dealing yeah. drugs it's, <laughs> that is true that's, uh, that's their position our position is we are dealing drugs wow <laughs> wow incredible yeah so, so I, now, oh go ahead yeah so i was gonna say so now we've we've spent all that time like that's half of the course is building your, is, is leading up to, you know, that where you're building your brand and creating a position and understanding. Now we're going to start getting into like the actual marketing and selling. So chapter, the next chapter is copywriting. So we have a chapter on effective copywriting. How do you write good copy in your posts? If you're going to do a video, think about what you're going to say and write it. And here's a formula to effectively get people's attention and then get them engaged. So we actually give you tips on copywriting so that you can be more successful in anything that you write or say. Um, and then we get into the classic sales stuff. But we get into the classic sales stuff with the understanding that you've built this position and you've built this brand. So now you're coming at sales at it from a different angle. So whether it's how do you introduce yourself to the client? How do you build rapport? That's chapter nine. Um, how do you really think about not selling when you're presenting and talk about helping? Um, that gets into that's chapter 10. And then we have a chapter, chapter 11 talks about the free fitness consultation. You know, essentially people use the free fitness consultation as like this urgent thing where you have to sign someone up and we have to get out of that thought process. You guys have heard of a lead magnet, right? Obviously. Yes. Yeah. A lead magnet is something you give away for free so that you get an email address or you have that contact information now, and now you can market to them. In the fitness industry, we have the free fitness consultation. It should be viewed as a lead magnet, not as the last chance, last hope sales opportunity. It's so true. There's nothing free about it. It's <laughs> it's like it's like this is our opportunity to sink our teeth into you. Right. Right. So uh, what it should be is it's a free fitness consultation. It's exactly that. And I'm going to make you realize that you probably need help, but I'm not going to try to sell you right now. But you know who I am. I know who you are. And I'm going to reach out to you again. It's a lead magnet. You've got, got a lead. Hey, and it uh, didn't, you know, most of the time doesn't doesn't cost you anything. At least, you know, you, you're giving away like dopey pens and and uh, you know what do I got here? I got a pen. From, don't from we a, don't mention yeah, that. From, from a company, you know, or from the bank or whatever it is. You know, that's gonna even cost you something. Uh, you know, this is just it, it. Literally, can be free. I mean, aside from your time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, in the last chapter, there's two more chapters. One is a quick sales pitch. So if you're in Starbucks and someone goes, oh, you're a personal, you're, you're wearing your shirt or whatever. Right. Oh, you're a personal trainer. You got 30 seconds to tell this guy why, or this is Jane. You have 30 seconds to tell Jane why she could benefit from you before God, she walks I, I out with her I struggle with a sales pitch all the time. The elevator speech? Yep. All the time. Because you, yep. you try and quick identify what you think that they want to hear. Right. Right? Exactly. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, Christine, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, God, what does this person want to hear? Do they want to right. hear about like doing like, do they want to hear about disease? Do they want to hear about like <laughs> fitness? Do they want to hear about like running? Like, 
yeah. So is there a, and, and, a and general you sway response? from your position? So you're, you know, right. you're you're swaying away from a single position, right? So that's that's kind of so we have a formula called PROM, which is problem, relate, observation, and mission. I'm not going to go into depth into the, what those are, but basically we have a formula uh, to create your quick sales pitch so it's uniform, and you don't have to think about all those things and and everything just fits into that into that one into PROM. Uh, the quick sales pitch. And then the last but not least is client retention. Good. I've, I've <laughs> had that written down from the jump here. No, I did. No, I did. And, and go ahead. Tell us, tell us about it. Cause I'm sure it'll lead to a question. I or got, two. I got a, I had a good question in a minute too. Well, one of the main things we talk about in that, one of the biggest things is we go back to those elements of value. So you're constantly reinforcing why you're valuable, why you're more valuable than that whole workout why you're more valuable than whatever competition there is out there. You're always reminding them why they signed up with you in the first place and coming up with new reasons. Because when, when you look at, when, when you Google elements of value and read up on it, what you find out is of these 30 elements of value, the more that you can exhibit, the more successful you're going to be. And that's big brands. So think about Apple or no, Amazon is actually an easier example. Amazon started out and it was just, you know, you can get stuff online. Um, so it's convenient. It simplifies your life and it saves you time. So you don't have to go to the store. Then they introduced, you could pay an annual fee and get prime. Mm. Now you're spending money up front, but in the long run, you're actually saving money because you're not paying for shipping every time. So now that's another element of value. Then they added entertainment. They added movies. You can rent movies on Amazon. So now you've got, it entertains you. That's another element of value. They're entertaining. Then they added photo storage. So that's security. That's another element of value. So in the end, they have seven or eight elements of value. And I've, we pay every year for Prime. And my, I mean, literally sure. every day, especially in December, there's two or three boxes at my front door. It's a goddamn disease, that thing. I, I use it too. Same thing. <laughs> they're knocking at, they're at my door every day. But think of how many reasons you have to not cancel it. Yeah, no, it's, you, I can't live. You can't live without it. It's, they're it's all. That's because they have seven or eight elements of value that we look at and we go. If I got rid of this, then oh my gosh, I have my photos stored up there. Those are gone. Um, now I got to pay for shipping every time I order something. You know, there's there's all, there's seven or eight elements of value that they key in on. That grasp us. So for, for us in fitness, the more of those elements of value you can incorporate into your business, the more someone says, I can't, I can't, I can't do away with this service anymore. Like this, this is, it's fun. It's entertaining. He keeps me safe. I don't get hurt when I do get a, a little injury. He knows what to do about it. You know, there's so many ways. There's so many things when you look at the elements of value that you can tie into your services. Is, is the package like a you know fitness package or a package of sessions is that the enemy of retention in a way it's an enemy for yeah. sure for sure because now you're you bought a package it was, it was a finish line. sessions yeah oh we're done yeah we're done, we're done. and yeah. and i used to sell print advertising uh, many years ago and you know for a local newspaper and uh, you know, and, and that was before really social media and internet and, and, you know, uh, marketing online and, uh, where it was just coming up, like people were selling banners and things like that, like, you know, yep. a while back. And, uh, the, the problem with it mostly was that this, that print advertising didn't work. Right. So right. it was like, 
on sale and you'd try and get them for as many weeks as you could because if not, they were going away. You knew it. There was no renewal. Like the renewal rate was, was very small. Uh, you know, it was very low uh, return on that. So, um, you know, and, and then the other option to that was just sell more, right? You can't just sell 10, sit back, relax, and, 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 and let it go because you know that you had to get the next 10 and the 10 after that and the 10 after that and the 10 after that. And it was exhausting, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, and a lot of it was because we constantly sold, you know, three weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, you know, 52 weeks and, and, and so on. And, you know, the finish line was, that was it, you know, it was kind of like, yep. Um, you know, we knew the conversation was coming, you know, especially for the longer term ones. You know, if we sold them for 26 weeks, I was in there pretty much every 26 weeks, they were changing ads. I had to kind of follow up with them and, yeah. you know, and, and do everything I could to, you know, to be a salesman and to create that relationship and be friendly with them. If nothing else, they did renew because they liked me. Um, and, and, you know, and, and some of those things. So maybe I just hit on it there, but, um, you know, the, the finish line was, a, was, was disaster and was totally, you know, not advantageous to renewal at all. Yeah. So really, I mean, we're talking, you know, like a lot of trainers now, a lot of businesses do monthly, you know, you get three sessions a week for this much per month. Um, and that way it's, there's no finish line. It's just, I'm, I'm signed up for this monthly thing, you know, or, you know, just, or, or really talking about results, you know, and, and maybe there is a finish line, you know, and they go, I've lost my 20 pounds. I feel great about myself and I don't need you anymore. And that's all I want. I, you know, I'm going to go for a walk now and I'll come back. And that's, and, and in that case, just take it as great. I did my job. Can you, can you, uh, send some referrals? Can you give me a testimonial or whatever that looks like? But, you know, for the most part, yeah, packages are a tough way to go. Yeah. And that's been the industry, right? I mean, that's, that's more or less the way that it, that it's been for, I mean, for a long, long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's, that's, that's it's a quick, it's a quick, yeah. You get that thousand bucks up front, 1200 bucks. And like, I don't want to, I want 500. I want 1200. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And it is, it's, it's a drug. It's, it's like likes on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like you got to see those likes on Facebook the, the, or the bigger the check, the better it is where, you know, in terms of retention, that's not, that's not necessarily a great thing. Why, and that what, like, why do you think sales are so important in the big box gyms? Because the turnover, it's all going because, away. Yeah. Because no one's ever, not no one, a very small percentage of trainers in the big box gym are completely booked. They're constantly having to churn over, turn over new because somebody finishes their 11th of 12 sessions and they don't even show up for their 12th because they know that's going to be a sales pitch. So now they got to get the next person, you know? And, and, uh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a real struggle with that. Um, you've mentioned, it it, it does come down to relationships though, but in the end, you've mentioned big box, big box gyms, uh, big box gyms, uh, quite a few times. And, and how, how does this stuff apply to say boutique gyms or smaller, smaller, uh, establishments? You mean the core specifically? Yeah. Or just, or the, you know, in general, I mean, does any of it, is there any crossover application from, yeah, you know, oh, from, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of, a lot of this content is also in, um, in, I, I call it the entrepreneur's vault. So when, cause I remember I, I originally started Fitbit's toolbox and it was just stuff for the, 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 uh, the, the independent trainer. So that's in a separate area on the website. That's, and that, that's, that's con- it's similar content, but designed for, you know, somebody who's out on their own or a business owner, you know, building a brand. But really this, this content, 90% of it is applicable to that person in a, in a studio or in a boutique 
Jim. Um, it's it's the smart it's marketing is marketing. Sure, sales honestly, is sales. You know? I, yeah, no doubt about yep. it. I, I, and even beyond, it's, I mean, there's there's this has applications uh, all over the place. You know, regardless of what kind of sales position you're in, I right? Mean, yeah, it's definitely. And I think, I think to that point, really, there's only one chapter that I would say it's like this isn't necessarily a, a, a section for um, an independent trainer or somebody in a boutique studio, and that's the prospecting chapter. Chapter seven is prospecting and it's, you know, like setting up a demo table at the front desk, uh, doing a free, de- oh, free demo. Bo- mm, I take this back. Free demo boot camp. That could be anywhere. That could be, you know, a, f- a free class for people. Uh, form instruction. That's like a free session. Networking with other trainers, networking with staff, how to work the floor. So, you know, some of it doesn't really work, but generally speaking, it's all good, just solid sales and marketing content. That's just a lot of the, the ways we say things refer to being in a gym, in a big box gym. But really, it, it applies to everybody. So as we uh, as we approach the end of our time together, yeah, I think we're um, over. I, like I would like to hear your thirty second pitch for <laughs> your new course and sales and marketing academy. Here we go. Whenever you're ready, Rick. Okay. I'm almost ready. I'm getting there. <laughs> no pressure. I'm such a jerk, right? I know. I got my Starbucks in my hand, That's it. bro. That's it. Hey, okay. Rick, tell me about your new course. I heard so, you uh, have something going on. <laughs> so the FitBiz Sales and Marketing Academy will help you gain the knowledge and skills to fill your schedule with the clients you love to work with. You'll learn how to get them and keep them by implementing sales, marketing, and business building strategies that produce results. Nice. Ba-boom. Drop the mic. Dropping mics over here. <laughs> Drop the mic. Hold on. There's more. <laughs> course includes approximately seven hours of video lessons and short quizzes for each chapter and a final quiz. Upon completion, you will receive a certificate of completion worth 0.8 CEUs for NASM and AFA. There you go. Now you sound like you're reading. We're not in Starbucks. Anymore. I was reading. I was reading. <laughs> now I can tell. <laughs> All good. All good. No, it's uh, it, it, you know, it's useful information. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, the fitness trainer, it, it's a labor of love. You don't get into it because you know you just got out of uh, a Harvard Business School. Um, you know, for the for the most part, it's it's you know the part. And and I I always go back to my mom as a yogi. My mom owned a yoga studio for you know twenty plus years, and. And she says it's it's a very uh, owning a yoga studio is a very unyogi thing to do, right? Yeah. It, it takes a love and you know a, a, an exercise and turns it into a business, and then you've got the marketing, and then you've got you know flaky yoga instructors who aren't showing up to teach their classes, and you know you've yeah. got to retain the clients, and oh my god, why are my numbers down and rents due and all this, sh- you know, and and, um, and you know you need you need some help. Uh, you need backup. You need to, you know, grow your skills. You need to make an investment in your own business, and uh, this seems to be it. And if yeah, you- and I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, learning a new core exercise or taking a new physiology course isn't going to help you get more clients. That's right. All that continuing education is always, you know, for for the most part, is is uh, you know based on what we do. Uh, yeah, not, it's, you know. and it's valuable. It's, I, I say it's working in your business as opposed to working on your business. Sure. And the fact so, that you can get some some credits uh, for this and and exactly. uh, apply them to to uh, you know to um, your uh, certification, then uh, hey, all the better to it. I think you need. I think everyone out there right now, if you're listening to this, yes, you need to be educated. Mm-hmm. We understand this. 
courses, you need to be certified, all that good stuff. But you also need to invest in some business training, okay? I'm saying it right now. I'm Look at how adamant I am. I'm yeah. getting angry. <laughs> very, I'm very getting angry. It. Because it's like, you know, oh, should I drop, you know, $900 on this or this? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Is I just said this. I actually just said this to one of my friends this weekend. And she was like, you know, I'm going to – I think I'm going to take another, like, nutrition course or this or that. And she's like, it's like $800. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ask you this. What's your ROI on taking this nutrition course? Like, what are you getting from it? Are you getting marketing? Are you getting exposure? Do you know how to even get yourself out there? And have you thought about this? And I honestly think people are, you know, putting the cart before the horse sometimes. And the, the whole continuing education in the fitness industry is a money making, you know. Although, they, although we for, have a pretty sweet. No, we have a pretty sweet. Oh but, my god! But we've learned so much in the last four and a half years. Podcast is the, the best education we've ever. Between, had. between <laughs> podcasting and webinars, yeah. I. What do you want? What do you want, Brian and I to talk about? We're like, like practically experts. We're like s- we're like the Three Stooges. You ever see like the Three Stooges could like do everything? Like one science. minute they're plumbers, next minute they're you know yeah. riding horses, and then the next minute they're soldiers. It's like you know, there's always an episode, and and we're we're like uh, I'm like, what do you want to talk about? The chemical breakdown of nutritional value of food. Do you want the- to talk about mitochondria? Do you want to run a marathon? We're here. It's almost like <laughs> continuing education, and we can go on and on and on about this. Is is like the retention for the certificate, you know, the certifying boards, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the retention. That's the way that they had made money, and now they continue to make money on it. And for the trainer, what do we do? We just want to get it out of the way for the most part. We're like, shit, right. I got that. I got that thing coming up. I'm just going to take another nutrition course or another, you know, abs perfect course uh, and get my 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 numbers just so I have something to submit and take I can just get on with course. Oh my gosh, branding, yeah. branding, yep. branding, branding. As I've, I've, Amen. I've, I've been doing a lot of branding work the last year. I don't know if you noticed, but branding, branding. Look at <laughs> our podcast. There you go. That's right. We got the so logo. Speaking of, you know what? I just what? realized what? I need to give you guys a coupon code. Oh, 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 oh coupon code. Give it to us. Give it to what the think? audience. What do you think? 50% off, right? Oh, I like that. 50% off. It's the holiday codes. season. I'll send you a link to it. It'll be two fit crazies. Okay, right. and that's going to be spelled T W O F I T, and then crazy is C R A Z I E S. Yep, we, we so crazy, we Just spell so, crazy is different. Yeah, so that'll be the coupon code. Okay, Fit Biz Toolbox. Um, also, tell everyone out there listening where yeah. do they go to get this, find this, and all your social media links go. They go to fitbiztoolbox.com. And then they click on um, the the button in the menu to get to the academy. Awesome. It's that simple. Simple enough. Yep. All right. Social and media. Just, then just search Fitbiz Toolbox. You'll find it. Got it. At Fitbiz Toolbox. Yep. Beautiful. Well, and I just started getting a little more active on YouTube. Um, so YouTube, just Fitbiz Toolbox okay. as well. And you'll find and there's samples of the course on there. So if you want to kind of you know check out what the course looks like, what the videos look like, uh, you can find it on YouTube. That's good. That's always important. I like looking. I like previewing things. Yeah. 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 I don't read comments. 
like yeah. or reviews. Okay. I don't really read reviews because I always I don't trust it. them. Yeah, well, who the hell's got the time to do that? And, and if they, you know, and if they, <laughs> and if they do have the time to do that, like, why do I care about their opinion? Oh my gosh, like, Jesus! Like, get, get busier, somebody. So, Rick, what uh, what are the plans? This is the holiday season. What what are you uh, what are you up to? By the way, you, the family. Just hustling. No, yeah. we're uh, we're actually staying put this year. We usually we try to get away usually, but this year we're kind of just staying put and do more of a staycation. Okay. Um, Maybe a smash relax. and grab or two. Oh my god! I don't tell my wife, but I got a couple, <laughs> a couple of those. A two. I got two scheduled. Yeah. I can't. I can't tell you where. <laughs> Brian and I were going to do a fake flash mob, but it's really not a flash mob. It's really just a mob where we're going to steal stuff. Conti, grab nine hundred dollars <laughs> worth of merchandise. But not anymore, um, so we don't get in too much trouble. It's, it's only yeah. a misdemeanor. <laughs> no, we typically sneak away a couple nights anyway because we, you know, my, with my wife's program, her her online program, we do uh, a lot. It's all filmed outdoors, so we try to get to you know Monterey and Malibu. Oh. Malibu is pretty close, the but we con- you know, try to get to nice looking areas to get the videos shot. The content on that is great as well. Give her give her a plug. Let's go one more time. Soulstrengthfit.com, where you can build your faith and your fitness. It's amazing stuff, and they got really cool, uh, cool videos. They got a guy, and and uh, I'll uh, and can I plug Soul Strength Fit Kids too? Yeah, yeah. go all yeah. of them. So yeah, yeah, at soulstrengthfit.com, you'll see there's kids stuff, but then on YouTube, it's all free, but there's ads on that. So soulstrengthfitkids.com is Bible uh, Bible story videos with exercise for kids. It's so whatever, cool. hey, whatever so gets cool. whatever gets them to sit through the uh, you know through the the service. Okay, <laughs> are you ready? This is the last thing I'm gonna say. So I'm at my I'm at my mother's house like a week and a half or whatever. Okay, um, in New York, and on her table, she was raised very Irish Catholic. On her dining room table is this, oh, is this like little statue thing? And it's a big Santa Claus kneeling down at baby Jesus in his, you know, like manger thing. And I'm like, Mom, I have so many questions about this. I'm like, I this is just so wrong on so many. It's like Santa was not here. And she goes, but, you know, I picked this up. I, no, I picked this up. That's how she said. I picked it up. I, it was somewhere. It was for sale. It was for sale. And I, you know what? So many people, the kids, they don't even, they don't like church. and So this is great because they, they see Santa and then they Santa. ask a question of why baby Jesus. And, and it's, I'm like, mom, you bought this as like a big marketing tool? Is that, is that what this was about? Jesus was there. Yeah. Santa was there oh too. Gosh. So she's from New York, I take it? She is. is that, yeah. She was, Based on she, that accent? Yeah, she grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. She doesn't sound like this, but this is the way I hear in my head. Okay. <laughs> She's a lovely woman. <laughs> I've met her. <laughs> oh, Christmas. There it is. Fantastic. Rick, it is always a pleasure. I cannot wait to hear about your next course and your next big thing going on. And please reach out. You reached out to Brian when you were here and then we're That's all right. We were, we were making off. running plans. We weren't, we weren't I wasn't yeah. even invited. Thanks. You didn't want it's the, every Sunday, right? Isn't it every Sunday? Pretty much. She knows where we're running. I call it church. Right. The slow girl. <laughs> it happens. So I'm gonna ghost. So next time I'll ghost Brian and I'll reach out to okay. Christine Conti. Perfect. That's right. Well, maybe I'll actually run. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't let her make you feel guilty. All right. We just we'll all run together. Yes. We'll do a do a podcast as we run. That'll be fun. Hey, it's been done before, right? 
we can we can record and go. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right. Can't wait. Fly. All right. Have an amazing holiday and a happy mm. new year and all that fun stuff and stay you as crazy. Well. And uh with that said, it's Christine Conti. <laughs> I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.